Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard, host of Reflect the Life You Want podcast, and I'm especially excited today to have two very special guests on the show, Courtney Leong, the founder and president of Freedom After the Trauma and also a mindset coach, and Kaylee Bishop, a Nashville recording artist. She's a singer, songwriter, also a published author of the part of the collaboration known as The Identity Effect. So ladies, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Kaylee, I first saw an Instagram post of your hook that you put out for the song, Rewrite Your Story. And I was like, wow, that is such a powerful hook. It's like, I hope they publish that and it gets to be heard by millions. So I'm excited to have you. And now uh, gotten to learn a little bit of the story, backstory with Courtney about that. But I'd wonder if you would just kind of kick us off about how that came about, how you and Courtney connected and how this amazing song that's out there on the airwaves now is um, touching people's lives. Yeah. So um, it was a collaboration song that I wrote with a few members of Songhouse. It's called The Songhouse, and they're kind of blowing up on social media right now. And it really is a God thing how I even got connected with that group. Um, I ended up meeting the owner or the, the, the founder of Songhouse at an industry event. And I was like, oh, I was invited to one of those. He's like, oh, well, why don't you come tomorrow? I've got one tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I will. Yeah. And um, I went to one. It was really fun, really interesting. The whole concept behind writing a hook or a, a chorus in 30 mm-hmm. minutes. And, um, and I w- was invited again. And that was when Courtney showed up. And the funny thing is I had met Courtney at church briefly. Mm, I was serving coffee. Um, I was at the Belonging Co. in Nashville, Tennessee, serving coffee. And she walked up and I asked her about her life. And all of a sudden she was just sharing things with me. And so when I saw her at the Songhouse session, I was like, I know you. You're (laughs) you're with Freedom After Trauma. Like we talked. She's Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Glad thing that you're here. And um, her story is just incredibly impactful and has indicated how she has now like operated in her career and um, what she does for, for women now after her history of trauma. And, um, and I'm sure obviously she can talk about that. She's on the call, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, like we wrote a theme song for her. That was the prompt. And um, I kind of have my own experience with just my own story of rewriting my, my own story and then listening to the trauma of others as well. And, and seeing like the symptoms of it and how uh, we're made to feel just so guilty and ashamed Mm -hmm. and um, how that shame can really lock you up. And so um, anyway, rewrite your story came about and we had a feeling it would go viral and it kind of did. It did. It did. Now it's, it's out for everyone to listen to. Yeah. So, Courtney, you and I first connected through my co-author of the Mirror Book Project, Maria Spears. You and you and she were mm-hmm. connected through some coaching, and then you and I have actually gone through some coaching training together. Um, so, tell me a little bit about you know what it was like to first meet Kaylee and the the like Tyler Ward and the folks at the Songhouse Co. And just what what's that been like this experience so far? Well, I will say it's, I agree with Kaylee. It's totally God. Every time someone's like, oh my gosh, how did you meet Tyler Ward? How did this song come about? How did, you know, how did you meet Kaylee? And I'm like, Jesus, all Jesus. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I went to go get a chai and Kaylee was take was the one at the cash register. And what makes me giggle, because uh, I do have a, a trauma in my life. And so creating this castle on a hill from the rubble of my past is what was what created for me after the trauma. And so whenever I was in Nashville for a season and whenever people say hello to me, it's that common conversation. Well, what do you do for a living? And yeah. I have, I'm sure Kaylee remembers this. I'm like, okay, we're here. 
And if you want me to answer that question, we're going to go really deep, really quickly. Yes. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and everybody's you like, sure you want to know my story? I'm like, because yeah. we're going to do dive, dive, dive. I don't know if you want to do that, you know? And so, because I don't even have to share my story. Just saying freedom after the trauma has people go, wait, what is that? Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. hook, right? So I share briefly about my organization and mission and why we had created it. Mainly just very simple to connect to, to bridge the gap between those who have are living in the gate of hell trauma and the healthy and wholeness community that's like, we need to create better systems to help people. Mm-hmm. How do we connect yeah. the dots there? So through my own personal experience, as well as just to study and work, we've created this work. So beautiful lady, and she's like, oh, I want to see you again. I'm like, that'd be great. We'll see what happens. And then I just kind of walked away from that initial meeting and thought, well, Jesus, if this is you show up. Yeah. And that what giggles me is, is he didn't just show up. He showed up. So then I meet Tyler, right? I meet Tyler at, uh, we have a beautiful friend, Rebecca Brunner, sweet lady. was at one of her shows and the Lord was like, you're going to meet Tyler. And I'm like, great. He's like Mm -hmm. this guy, Tyler Warren. And and I love Tyler, but I I said, sorry, Tyler. I'm thinking Tyler who wonderful man, but what's so wonderful about him is that he, strives to elevate others and to help these amazing artists like Kaylee get to the stage. And so mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal guy who, you know, he doesn't need a limelight. It's like, he'll stand in it if he needs to, but he's just such an amazing guy. So I said hello to him. Long story short, I shared with him some of my own, is- own issues and history and he in freedom after the trauma. And he invited me to the songhouse. So get to mm-hmm. the songhouse. Kaylee, I jokingly was like, I didn't recognize her because she wasn't behind a counter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I didn't recognize you. You weren't standing next to a cash register. You know, (laughs) but she looks at me and goes, I know you. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have to tell me how. And that's when she was like, oh, coffee, trauma, ding. Somehow I made that connection. Being that bridge again. I haven't met. Tyler, but I listened to him. He was actually on my co-author, Maria Spears' podcast, Girl, Water Your Grass, and I listened to it. And, and I think that was one of the most powerful episodes they've done. He's just got so much energy and enthusiasm. So I yeah. imagine he's seen a little bit of his music. Imagine he's an amazing guy. So I want to dive into this the, the lyrics of the song because I think, again, Kaylee, your performance is amazing. But the lyrics of the song paint such a vivid picture that I think are so important for anybody to hear. Whether it's big T trauma or little t trauma, I think it's a powerful message. And, you know, the first verse goes, you know, they see a victim, I see a fighter. So it's like we have these perspectives we have of ourselves and other people. It's like sometimes we can't see ourselves, but others can see how much potential within us. And then they see you're broken, so prove them a liar. You know, it's like, because you're not the sum of your past, all those bad things don't make you bad. So I'm wondering, did like, how did those lyrics come about? And how did you guys come up with the phrasing? And so powerful. You know, um, they were, honestly, my co-writers were so wonderful. They really just allowed me to kind of like, this, 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 line, this, line, this, line, this, line, this, line. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, okay, okay, okay. And, um, and so I, I think just what I've come to know of shame, um, mm. there, there's, I don't want to categorize shame into two different categories, but we can talk about the shame that you feel when bad things are done to you. Mm-hmm. And the shame that you feel when you do the bad things. Yes. And um, both are just evil, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and I think we, we get so caught up in the identity of those, of those mistakes. Like, oh, I am abused. I am, an, an, I am the abused victim or I am mm-hmm. the abuser. And those mm-hmm. titles, honestly, are damning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've, I guess it's important to note that one of my spiritual gifts is exhortation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there is actually a lot of exhortation just in the lyric itself, because mm-hmm. exhortation is all about empowering people just to yep. see, like, just to see kingdom in their circumstances and to be able to rise above and not be, um, 
not continue to be a victim. And so, Mm -hmm. because God doesn't see them that way, you know, like God sees them as victorious and anything, anything can be good if you're looking at it through the right lens. And, um, when we're thinking about all different types of trauma, like, yeah, those things can be very offensive and hurtful. Um, they're deathly. You dream of freedom, but think you're not worthy. Cause you keep believing that you'll always be dirty. That's not the way or the truth. necessarily make sense but that's the supernatural god is not of us like he we are made in his image but we are human and mm-hmm. um we have limitations and that's why it's like i can do all things through christ who gives me strength and it's so true it's like he is able to break the boundaries of what we see as tangible and bring in the supernatural and that's really what i think about um having rewritten my own story but the sum of the sum of your past, like you are not the sum of your past. All of those bad things don't mean that you're bad. I had a conversation with a woman who had been sexually abused by a family member. And I think when you're going through sexual abuse, like there's so many emotions and hormones that come into play. And how do you not believe you're bad when a bad thing is done to you? Like, Oh, I'm bad. That's why a bad thing was done to me. And, um, and I just was like, I'm sick and tired of that lie. I'm so yep. tired of that lie because it's yep. not, you're not bad. <laughs> so anyway, that's, I don't know if I answered the question, but that's, no, that's beautiful. Well, Courtney, you, you know, in, you know, shifting kind of the chorus is, you know, it says you can rewrite your story. You can turn pain to glory. And that's what I've been seeing you in the last couple of years is taking the pain and the trauma of your life working your way through that and mm-hmm. processing a lot of stuff in the last couple of years. But, you know, it was interesting, like watching the video of the song as it produced and seeing those tears. And we were talking about this the other day, kind of searing those, seeing those tears, but then the release and the power of that experience for you, changing that pain into something that's going to be glory and impact others' lives. I wonder what, what it was like for you to be a part of that process of the, both the song and now the video that's out. Well, we'll just go back to the songhouse, right? Um, see, my, you know, because of the, the trauma in my past, that story has been exploited. One of the things mm-hmm. that we, one of the challenges we have in our systems and in our church and in our communities is this idea that we have to know all the details of someone's trauma story mm-hmm. and that if you can, and we, or we want to use their story and it mm-hmm. ends up exploiting that person. And if you're willing to exploit the person, you're also willing to control what their story is and, and shape it to your own agenda. And so I was uh, wounded by that often. Mm-hmm. So I got to a point where I just stopped sharing myself in that way. Um, and then the beauty of it is it, Maria Spears, my sweet sister, friend, mama, awesome lady, you know, God just really opened the door for us to start working together. And she really helped me with my subconscious and my thoughts and understanding the superpower of our thoughts. Right. So one thing I love about this song is music transcends all things. It hits the subconscious on a deeper level than just the spoken word, even the written word. And Mm -hmm. I love how, this is, I mean, this has done so much for my own mind and mindset, just the song itself, that mm-hmm. I can imagine what it's doing for someone who's never even been introduced to the idea that their superpower is their thoughts. And so, yes. needless to say, um, it was a interesting, challenging experience because the Lord's like, I'm presenting a gift, are you going to take it? And I'm like, well, I gave you my yes. <laughs> See what happens, you know? And yeah. so, I, I show up to this thing. Tyler introduces me and I realized that outside of what I had created with freedom after the trauma, this was the first time ever that I was in front of a group of people. For, you know, I, I will say this, God knew I needed to know some people in there. So he had Rebecca there, he had Kaylee there. And I was like, okay, at least I know them a little bit. So it wasn't completely strangers, 
but Mm -hmm. I was literally giving them my heart and soul in a way that I hadn't done in such a long time because, you know, people who go through trauma, we want to be seen. We want to be loved. We want to be heard so that we Mm -hmm. can find freedom. But when people take that and spoil it and take it and steal it instead of receiving it as a gift. So here I am in front of these, for the most part, strangers realizing I didn't get to handpick the people that were in that room like I had done with Freedom After the Trauma. I had put all these wonderful gates up and protections, which was reasonable and rightfully so, and doing my own speaking engagements. But I hadn't uh, didn't get a chance to do that with this group. And so it was just yeah. one of those situations where I'm like, okay, you're going to take a deep breath, take a plunge, and go, Lord, if this blows up in my face, it's all your fault. And <laughs> just went ahead and, and just shared. But what was so amazingly beautiful was being given the gift so I got a chance to co-write on one of the other songs and, and, and in a way I co-write this one cause it's my it's life inspire something. Yeah. It's my life. Yeah. And that gift alone is so powerful. It's like Kaylee and the Songhouse, you guys gave me this gift that I didn't even realize I wanted and needed. And so mm-hmm. once we got back in and everybody starts playing the music and this is the first song that comes to mind. Oh my gosh. I just got to a point where I just had to close my eyes. And if you look closely in the videos, of these songs, you'll just see me just kind of doing this yeah. because I just, I just had to let it absorb, just had to let it feel. And I got for the first time in my life, I introduced, I, I shared the truth fully shared it with mm-hmm. a group of people who saw me as a victorious person, not yes. as someone to pity. And that's the right. other experience I've had trying to share my story is people would pity me and then they would use the story for their own agenda. This was yeah. very different. It was, these guys were seeing this, basically this, you know, bad mom. Seeing you as victorious rather than yeah, a victim. this strong yeah. woman. And then yeah. they, and then they sang it to me. I mean, what? Mm. I don't know about anybody else, but I would pay lots of money for that. That was amazing. <laughs> um, so so Kaylee, we- for you, for you receiving that from her, both at the songhouse and then at, she, Courtney told me a little bit about when you guys produced the video. What was that like for you, you know, to be inspired by Courtney and want to go further with whatever was popping up for you? Honestly, it just continues to further this new journey that I'm on where for a long time, my one thing was develop my artistry, develop my Mm skill set, songwriting, vocally on the guitar, in front of an audience, like every form and facet of performance as a, as an artist here in Nashville. And, um, that thing is still, still priority, but it's almost like God was like, okay, now that we've got you honed in on your skill, I'm going to introduce to you your next one thing. Mm. And that's to love my children. And, um, and I was like, oof. And he keeps presenting me with people I mean, I'll be on a, I'll be, I'll be coming back from a flight. I'll be on a flight coming back from a gig and he'll pluck someone down next to me who literally tells me their deepest, darkest secret. And they're talking to me and they're like, Kaylee, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I had an abortion a long time ago and I like have never been able to. And in that moment, I just see like God say, love her, love her. Mm -hmm. She's under so much condemnation and shame about that choice that she made. She can't take it back. And like, I just he keeps giving me people to love. And, mm. um, and so I think that's really why this song exists because there's so many people that need, need to be seen. Um, mm. even the bridge, like the bridge comes in and Leah yep. Knapp really was instrumental on that bridge. I told her, I was like, look, we're, we're basically, it's a call to action the entire time. And I'm saying, take, take one step forward. Right? Yes. Like they see a victim, I see a fighter. So it's like me, I'm in the song. I am doing the call to action. They need to know because my testimony is the strongest tool. And the scripture says that by by Mm -hmm. the the word of your testimony. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, my testimony is the strongest tool. So how can I get someone to shake in their boots and really make progress? Okay, I'm going to tell them like, I've literally been there. I've been in your shoes all it takes is one step, one word. Like I've seen the view from where you are and I know that every step is hard, but right now the only thing you need to do is start because I was yep. that person that just needed to step out in fear when I literally thought that I was going to die. 
<laughs> you know, like so many people feel that way. They're like, I don't have a choice. It's, it's either, it's either I live in this horrific existence or I die because I don't know how. Well, to I think that's a beautiful segue into ahead of the show. I sent to you guys the concepts of the theme of the mirror book. This podcast is called reflect the life you want and reflects an acrostic. And you both kind of honed in on, the R chapter, recognize the power to change, but you're also touching on the L chapter, love. So Courtney, I was wondering, what is it about recognize the power of change that especially resonates with you, both in your life and your ministry with your um, freedom after trauma and now coaching and helping other way? What is it about that that's so significant for you? Well, just to piggyback on what Kaylee was mentioning, I just want to point out something about a, a moment in the video Uh is when I was able to cry, that was the first time I was able to really cry about what had happened in my life. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is, mm -hmm. it's that they gave me this space to recognize what happened was, was bad. And, mm -hmm. was able, and I was allowed to release it. And so I feel like that's what yep. happened with this song. But regarding your action, the, the chapter and going into that, the world has a narrative that says trauma survivors are broken beyond repair. And there's a lot of shoulds taking place. You should be dead. You should be an alcoholic. You should live in a destructive lifestyle. You should, you should, you should, you should. And, mm -hmm. um, and so with that being said, it's, Sorry, I can't see you right now, Tim. So it's a little throwing me off. That's okay. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Um, it was recognizing that I had the power to change and not change myself in the sense that I had to change myself for other people. Because whenever someone's like, Oh, you have the power to change. The translation I kept hearing in my head was I'm not good enough. So I have to change myself so that people will accept me. Yep. And what was different in this situation and also working with Maria and so forth was, saying you don't need to change yourself for other people you need to change because we all do we need to all grow we all need to see this but we need to recognize that we have the power and the ability to take back our lives and to to move forward and so that's a big thing for me in all of this season especially over the past two years was recognizing i'm not the victim my past, my brain is just going when I just said that, but you know, it's like, I'm not, <laughs> I get to make the decision. I get to have this super powered thought that says, I don't agree with that anymore. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've kind of the, the bit foundation of our friendship. We, I kind of started like this. I'm not going to see you as a victim. Yeah. You've been through all this horrible stuff and it's crap and it sucks. And, and that's why like, you became one I'm of my best big right. brothers ever, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to accept you right where you're at and just help you and love on you and be your friend and just encourage you to go live out these really big dreams. So, Kaylee, I'm wondering for yourself, we talked a little bit ahead of the My hunch was there's probably a little bit of a story for you. I don't know what you're willing to share or not share, but what was it that got you to this place of recognize I have the power to change? Because both within the song and in that chapter, the underlying theme is kind of like this theme of hope. And now you're having these interactions with other people, and it sounds like you're helping them to see that hope, just as Courtney has seen in her own life. Yeah. Um, my, it's, it's interesting because I don't really feel like my story is as egregious as someone who mm -hmm. has had significant trauma. Um, mm -hmm. Not that there's not trauma in my story, but like I was in a very destructive marriage, and walking out of that was was really hard because as I had a group of, of individuals like counseling me, there was such a, a rewriting of what mm -hmm. I had come to believe for so long. And, and in that rewriting, I realized that I'd been brainwashed for so long as to mm -hmm. what was true and what was mm -hmm. wrong or what was right. And yep. Um, yep. there was a lot of spiritual abuse in my marriage and, and I, I've since, uh, you know, when you go through a divorce, especially as a believer there, there's a lot of self-diagnosis of like, how did I land here? How did I get here? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I never would have planned this. Like I, I went into this with a pure heart of like, I'm here for the long haul. And, um, and so there's an undoing of just my identity of like, I'm the one that's supposed to be victorious in this. I'm not supposed to be get, getting divorced, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think just understanding the level of brainwashing that was there, not necessarily all on a, the accountability of my ex-spouse, but also I guess I just fed it. I fed the lie. And so part of rewriting your story is, um, and this is where the exhortation comes back in, giving people a call to action. You're not the sum of your past. All of those bad things don't mean that you're bad. They need to hear a different word because likely all they're telling themselves is, I am bad. I am bad. I am bad. So therefore, bad things will continue to happen to me. And so they need a new, they need a new paradigm. The paradigm needs to shift. They need a new narrative. And it starts with that Mm -hmm. self-talk of listening to something that's like, oh, shoot, are they talking to me? And secondly, like, is that something I can begin to say for myself? Because as soon as you start that new narrative, that's that's really the first step into making the re- the next decision of, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to start writing the story. What is the story going to start with? What is the first move that I need to make that makes sense with this new narrative? And a lot of times that means leaving very toxic relationships, cutting off relationships that you don't feel like you can cut off because they're family members. And they're like, well, God, how am I supposed to do that? Like, they're my sibling or they're my mom or they're my dad. Like, how am I supposed to do that? Like, blood is thicker than water. And a friend of mine said to me recently, um, and who knows if this is the exact root of this phrase, but blood is thicker than water supposedly actually comes from the blood of the lamb is thicker than the water of the womb. And that was like such a breakthrough moment for me. Cause I'm like, we get hung up into this thing of like, I can't, I can't, I'll be abandoning them. If I, if I walk out of a, an abusive relationship with someone that's a family member to me or someone that's a friendship or friend to me or whatever. And it's like setting up boundaries mm-hmm. is honestly one of the most difficult things to do when you've enabled someone to take advantage of you for so long. Um, well, you're touching on one of the other uh, key chapters of the reflect acrostic is clarify inner circle mm-hmm. as both exactly. in terms of what are you allowing into your mind? What are you listening to? What are you reading? There's like mm-hmm. who you're associating yourself with. And sometimes when you're making those tough changes, you have to start to associate with different people or maybe you spent less time with a friend than you do now with someone who's helping you to elevate to become uh, the best version of yourself. So you're touching on some uh, really important concepts there. And I know, Courtney, for you, both for yourself personally and helping in coaching other women, you know, the power of our thoughts is so critical and mm-hmm. how we see ourselves and how we start to shift our focus. So wonder what um, more you might elaborate upon that. Well, I will say this. Um, there was a phrase that Maria would say to me all the time in the beginning when she was coaching me. And I'd say something that a very Mm -hmm. toxic thought. And what I was grateful for from her is she, and this is an approach I take in my coaching. I don't tell someone that that their thought is bad, you know, because that just adds more shame. Instead, it's, I I say, it's just a thought. And so Maria would start that. And I remember when she first started that, she got a lot of, uh, you know. All thoughts are optional, right? Right. And if I'd say, I'd say something and her response was as loving. It's just a thought. It's just a thought, Courtney. What do you want to do with the thought? You know? (laughs) And now it's fun. I actually have fun with that because I get to say that in a genuine way, but that's because I had, I went through that wonderful fire myself. But one of my, it's like, I love the whole song. Don't get me wrong. But um, when they finished the song, so that hook came out, I had that thing on repeat and went to one night I went to sleep with it and I actually slept so well because I had this speaking over me in my sleep. Fun fact is when you get woken up to people applauding that, that, that was entertaining waking up in in the middle of the night to someone applauding me. I was like, wait, what? From the group. But the second verse that says you dream of freedom, but you think you're unworthy. Mm -hmm. And I, and Kaylee, you're going to help me with the words because I still get into the song. But something, the fact that you think you're still dirty because you keep believing mm-hmm. you'll always be dirty. Right. Now, Kayla, you uh, said that's not yeah. the way of the truth. There's a new destiny within waiting for you. 
So, so Courtney, just you and I were talking again. Saturday about this. Just this idea is like, yeah, that's not the way the truth. There's a new destiny really waiting for you. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like you dream of you dream of freedom. You, you dream think of you're freedom. unworthy. But you're not worthy. You think you're not worthy okay, because Lee. you keep believing you'll always be dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, was a so hard. That was a beautifully. Yeah, there was a woman I've been mentoring, and because that was her. I was like, wow. Yeah. You don't even think that you're worthy of redemption. You don't even think you're worthy. And there's a lot of pain. Like, yeah, there's a lot of because it. Yeah, there's a lot of pain. When, when it's something that you've done yourself, it's a sin that you've done yourself has caused you trauma. You can take it to Jesus and say, hey, please forgive me, you know, of this. But the enemy likes to tie this lie to the traumas that take that others have done to you. They've sinned against you that no, 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 you can't be clean of that. You're, you're still you're dirty. You're gonna be dirty for the rest of your life. And one of the biggest things for me was that when spending time with the Lord and Jesus just reminding me. I didn't only die on the cross for your sins. I had your wound first. Mm. And yes. so, you know, and so you get there and you would you call, would you call Jesus who is destroyed and torn on the, uh, on the cross dirty? One of the most beautiful images is Christ mm. on the cross mm. because of what he's mm. taken. Yeah. Right. So, so that line of you desire freedom and, and you think you're not worthy because you keep believing you're still dirty. It was like, so, oh man, that was just so powerful. And, um, yeah. Let me, Courtney, you're speaking to, uh, some very powerful imagery. And one, one of the powerful points of imagery within the, the music video for me was the, uh, like, Kaylee, initially, when you're sitting there and you're singing, you're in like a dark jacket. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the video, you're in all white. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the different characters, it's kind of like before and after, kind of like it was just beautiful imagery to go along with these beautiful words talking about the power of transformation. Mm-hmm. And so, well, the dark, I, I don't know. The dark cannot exist when you shed light on it. Like your yep. deepest, darkest secrets. It's like they're going to remain hidden unless you unless you shed light on them and let them be purified. It's like this. Mm. So that's another. I mean, I guess there's a lot of places you can start in rewriting your story, but a lot of times it's just opening up with um, someone in your inner sanctum, like a, a counselor, a mentor, and saying like this bad thing happened to me, and I have been living under the under its thumb my entire life. And nobody has known because you've been isolated in your pain. You've never invited someone mm-hmm. in to understand or to see you. Or maybe you have and it was the wrong person and they chewed you up and spit you out and made you feel even worse. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the enemy does. As soon as you start on a journey of progress, he, he wants you to be his slave. So as soon as you start mm-hmm. on that journey of progress, he's going to entertain you with doubt and he's going to make you believe like, oh, no, you're actually you actually can't do this. And so I'm going to torment you so that you stop and I can continue to keep you my captive. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple questions I always like to ask of the guests of my podcast, tying back to the reflect the life you want. And Kayla, you spoke about earlier about, you know, some changes you went through. And Courtney, and we've had a lot of conversations around you know, the transformation that you've been going through. But I'm wondering if, like, is there something that you're doing right now, either as like a a habit or routine that is helping to you on a personal level to to reflect and show up more in the way you want to live, to reflect the life that you want to live? What what is like one habit or practice that you've adopted that you find especially helpful right now? Courtney. Okay. Um. I have learned a lot of beautiful skills in becoming a coach and so mm-hmm. forth and understanding the pro- how to process my thoughts. And uh, one of the things I personally like to do to whiteboard things, uh, writing in, in a journal, and I feel mm-hmm. too cramped. I don't feel like I'm of space. So I have whiteboards all in my, li- and all in my uh, hallway and it gives me place to just write everything down and, and pace. And so one of the things I learned was that is to really just dump all my thoughts out. 
and stop instead of holding them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like holding a beach ball under the water and just trying to stuff them in. And then it just kind of becomes explosive. And it's also destructive to the body. So I just, whenever I find myself in a spin, I will just write everything out. I'll map it all out. And then there are times when things are a little bit more heavy because of what I have, you know, journey, excuse me, journey through. And I learned the importance of asking for help. And, you know, the, the enemy, the world has created this whole narrative that says you're broken beyond repair and you have to be independent and you have to peel yourself off, off the floor, put yourself up from your bootstraps, tape your wounds shut, and then, and then all of a sudden still be this whole beautiful person for the rest of the world. None of that makes any sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so I just have really learned the importance of, yeah, learning how to coach myself and be with myself in the moment. Because it, although it would be wonderful, but I cannot have Maria Spears on call 24-7 and wake her up at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, <laughs> help me process through this thought. I don't think she's going to appreciate that. Yeah. But at the same time, um, yeah, yeah. investing investing in myself has been has been the most greatest gift. Finding my mentors, finding my coaches, and then learning how to do it for myself. That's great, great, great. And I've seen some of those whiteboards of ideas that you've mapped out. So it's uh, <laughs> it's cool. You got some great stuff, Kaylee. How about you? What is something either a daily habit or practice or something that you do on? Uh, for a regular basis that's really helped you to get centered to really to reflect more of the life that you want to have? Um, there's a few things. <laughs> uh, it, it, I was actually reading this morning out of Jeremiah and Jeremiah, Jeremiah 6, 16 says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, mm-hmm. that's not the road we want. And to me, that's just a depiction of like, we're always going to be that bratty child that wants the lollipop and mom says no, because we've already had plenty of sugar and we don't need to go crazy in the house. And, um, and so it's really like, just like scripture says, like renew your mind daily, like go after the daily bread. And, um, and that has just been like crucial for me. Like, and I'm not perfect at it. Like I'm not, I don't always honor my morning every day by getting alone with God. Like mm-hmm. I allow my flesh to take over. I'm like, Oh no, I want to sleep in. And then I don't have any time because now I have to go to a co-write. And, and so I, I'm, I'm also trying to figure out ways to like invite him into my day throughout the day. Maybe it's a two minute prayer on the way to something or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I've, you know, even this morning I was like, okay, God, like what is the old godly way that you want me to walk in today? Like, how do I leave myself behind for you? And, um, that is the only way if I'm ever trans transformative, it's because I've allowed him space to operate in me. And, um, and so that's like the biggest thing, but it also takes like having someone that you're accountable to. I have a mentor that really, um, she seeks me all the time, wants to know my life Mm -hmm. and, um, she pours into me and, um, man, I don't know where I'd be without her counsel and mentorship. And it really has just completely transformed my life. So it's like, who are you accountable to? Who's holding you accountable? Who is um, exhorting you? Who is pushing you towards progress? Who is act- who is like activating you? Um, and and how do you how do you keep that going? So for me, it's like I journal as well. So it's like writing things down, like so I can see the blueprint of like, okay, God told me this on this day. And months later, he's telling me this and he had me go back to that one day and it is just revelation and um, mm-hmm. having a map for God to work in just because you're able to put it down. So I know I just said a lot of different things, but all of this. Oh, that's but it's, it's beautiful how you're tying that all together. And, uh, you know, it's what's beautiful for me, too, sometimes is like looking backwards and seeing how the dots are connected. It's like mm-hmm. how you you two met mm-hmm. and then came about, and then you're creating this beautiful song, and uh, Courtney, how you and I connected through Maria. Um, it really is beautiful to see how those dots get connected, and how you know from my from my standpoint, there are no coincidences, right? You know, it's like mm-hmm. these things have happened for a reason. We don't always know why when we first connect. It's like here we are. So, Courtney, for yourself, um, you've been through a lot. 
Um, you have made tremendous transformation, especially in the last couple of years. And uh, my co-author and dear friend, Maria Spears, who helped you through some of that and mm-hmm. coaching. And I'm wondering, like, if there's one thing to this point in life, as you sit here right now today for our listeners, what is that one thing that we, you would encourage other people to do to reflect more of the life that they want? Well, it's, I can't help but giggle a little bit because Kaylee gave me the words, you know, it's just one step, one step forward. What is that next step? step. You know, is that one step? And that one step may be for you to recognize that you have been through gate of hell. Maybe you've been living, maybe you're living at the Mm -hmm. gate of hell. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's the biggest step to take. And so all too often I'll ask with others, my clients, I'll say, Hey, you're going on a trip. You're trying to go from California to Florida. How do you do it? And many people jump ahead to um, being on the road, knowing where to go. And I asked them, I said, there's one step you keep forgetting. And they said, what? I said, where's your feet right now? They're, they're focused so mm-hmm. far down the road yeah. that they don't recognize yeah. that you don't start Unless you get, I mean, you could pull on the GPS your destination, but you're not going to know how to get to your destination if the GPS doesn't know where you start. And so where's your feet? And I think it's funny because there was a season in my life that I was so ill that I had to count every movement in my life and I had to plan it out. And and what it taught me was paying attention Mm -hmm. to where my feet are, so to speak. So, yeah, it's that one step forward. What does that look like? And sometimes it's you recognizing where your feet are. Yep. That's beautiful advice. Kaylee, that was inspired by, uh, you know, the words of the bridge. It only takes one step forward. And then at the end it says, and I know that every step is hard. Um, but it's, it's, and it was very clear for me, like when you sang in that, it was like, She's been there. She's done that. She's taken that first step. She's stepping forward. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, for you at this point in life, the journey you've been on, what is like one piece of wisdom either you could give to an early version yourself or someone that you're meeting at a concert or you're just a piece of wisdom that you would encourage others to go reflect more of the life that they want? You know, I believed the lie that as soon as I told my deepest, darkest secret that my entire world would fall apart. Mm. That like all of my good things would be stripped away. And so Mm. I was left clinging to something that was so destructive. And um, God had kind of had enough with me. He's like, no, no, I'm going to put you in the position um, where you're actually going to go lead worship for me. And I'm like, how can I do that? Like, I'm literally the worst. I am the worst. (laughs) And um, he's like, how am I supposed, I was like, how am I supposed to point people to you when I can't even look at you? Like I had stiff armed God. I was like, I can't be a part of this. You don't want me. Look how awful I am. (laughs) Like, and um, he was like, well, first of all, why do you think this is about you? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I've had that that conversation. Uh, I know. And um, a friend of mine, said later later like he only has broken people to use you are no different than the rest than the next and so um it was in that uh retreat that i was leading worship at where god got me alone with women and my mouth just started to move and i started to pour out things that i've been struggling with and their Mm. jaws were on the floor and they're like wow we are on a rescue mission (laughs) like and so (laughs) it's a twofold thing it's Uh, can you get out of your way and just invite god into the process like even though you're terrified mm-hmm. of him because you've come to believe him as just this strict judge with a with a mallet ready to damn you to hell. Like, can you just, mm-hmm. even though you may feel like he's that God, can you just go to him anyway? Mm-hmm. And he might actually completely surprise you and completely flip the narrative on its head. Can you go to him and can you allow yourself to, to open up to someone and um, talk about some of the things you're dealing with? Because you, you just that could be the very start of it all. And that's how it was for me. That's powerful. You know, and it's, it's kind of that going back to that imagery of moving out of the darkness into the light, 
you know, you can't mm-hmm. until you shed the light on and, and your courage to step into that. I, I'm always reminded of the kind of the saying, you know, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips, he equips the, called. the called, but he's already given you the gifts and the talents that are meant to be shared with the world. And it's just ready, being ready to be open to accepting that call and stepping in and stepping out in faith. So that's beautiful. I just wonder for either one of you two right now, just is there anything that's bubbling up or popping up that you think needs to be shared with our listeners that we haven't already talked about? Courtney. <laughs> um, I think the thing that really, one of the biggest gifts I was ever given, and again, Maria, we just need to like, I don't know, give commission to Maria Spears every time we say her name. I mean, she's just such an amazing lady. <laughs> Kay- Kaylee, you haven't met Maria yet. You'll, you'll get an you'll opportunity hopefully in the future. She's an amazing but, lady. But she said something to me one time, because one of the biggest challenges of, of dealing with trauma is the world, the world has done, and I know you mentioned little T trauma and big T trauma, and that's one of my biggest grievances because yeah. trauma is trauma is trauma. Yeah. And one of the gifts that this song gave me was it proved my points. And so when you looked at the comments mm-hmm. and so forth, no one knew what inspired the song. And the only people who know are people who are close to me, and that's yep. it. And I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. But what was beautiful is you see all these people going, sh- started sharing their stories with us, saying how you know this had happened and that had happened. Mm-hmm. And nobody sat there and went, oh, that's what happened to you? Well, mine's bigger than yours. None of that happened. Or, oh my gosh, yours is so much bigger. Yeah. Everyone just received. And it was like, see, here you go. Trauma is trauma is trauma. And so there is this moment when, because there's this lie when you put so much focus and value on the size of trauma. And if you can see it, that everyone is, is in this lake of trauma. We're all wet, regardless of the degree. It takes away the specialty of it. And so I remember talking to Maria through text and God bless that lady. She was she was sweating bullets when she sent the text, but she sent this text that says, you're not that special. And thankfully, we had <laughs> built up a good rapport at this point, because <laughs> I think if she had sent that earlier on, I would have been like, see ya. And so she said, you're not that special. Yeah. And I jokingly responded back with, but I am special. And she goes, you're not special because of, (laughs) but I am special. And she goes, you're not, you are special, but you're not special because of your trauma. And that was one of the biggest breakthroughs for me. And I feel like this is part of what this, this song is doing Mm -hmm. is it's showing everyone that what makes us special is the rewrite, not Mm -hmm. the trauma Mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about, as you're saying that, is that, you know, a lot of people spend time, and Kaylee, you talked about the Identity Effect book that you were a collaborator on, is like they spend time wallowing in that identity of the past, like that victimhood becomes who they are instead of moving past that into who they're meant yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. And that's where, uh, you know, Courtney, you and I were talking about this concept. It's not just rewriting the story, but it's being rewritten, yes. stepping into who we were called to be and, and becoming that. Mm-hmm. in order that our life is, brings glory and magnifies the glory of the Lord in the process, as opposed to what happened. It's like, look, through all things, you know, God can make it something beautiful. Kaylee, how about you? Anything just popping up that, you know, you thought we might talk about that we haven't talked about or just something that's on your heart that you think would touch our listeners? Um, well, it's kind of a theme that uh, Courtney keeps pushing, you little pusher. Mm-hmm. Theme pusher, God theme pusher. <laughs> um, no, in the best way. Um, it's when you say yes to God. Like, what happens when you say yes to God? Mm. And um, I was talking about this. I was ho- having some people over last night. We were doing worship and just kind of sharing a word. And um, I was reading from the book of Daniel. And it was about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were thrown into the fiery furnace. And because they consistently said yes to God, they said, Yes, Lord, I will yep. only worship you. I'm not going to worship the statue that the pagans are throwing up in honor of King Nebuchadnezzar. Like I'm going to worship you. You are my God. You are my father. Mm -hmm. And he saved them. And in turn, because they were saved by, by the Lord and um, they were then risen to like even higher positions in the king of, in the kingdom of Babylon. 
And so my word mm-hmm. to anyone that's starting to rewrite your, their story is get ready to rise. Because when you start saying <laughs> yes to God and you start living obediently, he's like, oh, yeah. I can trust well, we you with more resource. I can trust you yeah. with more platform. I can trust you with other people in my kingdom. And so um, just get Amen. ready to rise and get ready to be surprised because, man, is he going to continue to wow you. That's beautiful, Kaylee. That's a great spot to uh, move into. You know, your the song is amazing. The beautiful, your performance, your voice is, you know, God has truly gifted you to impact other people's lives. And that's why I wanted to try and get you and Courtney on together to talk about this song, because I just think it's going to touch so many lives. And so if people want to hear more of your music or learn more about what you have going on, what are the best ways to connect with you or connect with your music? Um, I'm really active on my Instagram. I try to be as active on Facebook. I'm not as good at it. And I'm trying to be more active on TikTok. But um, my handle is at Kaylee Bish, K-A-Y-L-E-Y-B-I-S-H on uh, both Instagram and Facebook and Kaylee Bishop on TikTok. And so reach out to me there. You can also send me an email, Kaylee at KayleeBishop.com. And you can check out all my music under Kaylee Bishop on iTunes and Spotify, Amazon, Google, all the places. It's all there. So download the Rewrite Your Story song. It's amazing. Go check it out on YouTube. Give it a like. Give it a review. It's a beautiful, powerful story and song. Courtney, how about you? If people want to connect with you, learn more about Freedom After the Trauma, what are some of the best ways to connect? Well, they can reach out to us on freedomafterthetrauma.com. Right now, our short-term goal is really working with professionals, licensed professionals. One of the things that I recognized in building Freedom After the Trauma was the need to really network powerful and beautiful people that are doing beautiful things. If you are experiencing trauma yourself, mm-hmm. still feel free to reach out. Just understand that we are, we're more of a networking group, and so we're going to do what we can to, to point you in the right direction to find help. But long-term goal is to be able to eventually provide it more so from Freedom After the Trauma. But right now, we have to work on the boat first before we can fill people in it. Um, and then you can reach me on Instagram. It's cleon32304. And, uh, yeah. So I, I play on Instagram a lot, but other than that, you know, so yeah, that's yeah. why you can reach out. Well, thank you. Well, I just want to thank you both and honor you both. Thank you for taking the time to come on this episode, share your, your story of how this amazing song came about. I'm looking forward to, I, I think there's a total of five songs, right? That mm-hmm. the, the song house has put together based on some of your stories. So Kaylee, if you're going to be involved in those other ones, I look forward to seeing that and, uh, Hopefully there'll be a compilation EP and have vision for something uh, bigger about rewritten. Courtney and I have been talking a little bit about. I'll fill you in later. Thank you so much (laughs) for coming on. (laughs) Yeah, I just I just hope that people take the time to go and listen to this song. And it's just incredibly powerful. So thank you, Kaylee, for just pouring your heart, your passion into it. Courtney, thank you for inspiring Kaylee and the others at the. Tyler Ward and the others at the Songhouse. I look forward to hearing beautiful music that's going to come forth from your story and bring glory and honor to God. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. All right. I'm going to say goodbye and just go out and reflect the life that you want. <laughs>